Happy Monday, Kingdom Mamas. I am so excited for you all to be here with us for the next four weeks. My girl, Kenzie Cover is here to talk about some topics that we discuss in Reclaim Her Heart. With that said, Kenzie was born and raised in Southwest Louisiana and currently lives in Huntington Beach, California. I'm so excited for you to hear from her because girl is on fire for the Lord. She is living on mission. Her passion is to share Jesus with the nations and girl is doing that this summer as she just is going to be traveling all over God's green earth, literally to spread the gospel. With that said, this week we are going to be talking about the secret sauce to a life of fulfillment. Take a little listen. Hey guys, welcome to the Kingdom Mamas podcast, where we encourage and empower moms just like you to raise those babies in the way they should go. Hi, I'm Trudy Lineski, God girl, wife, mama four, writer, blogger, and speaker. I'm super passionate about the next generation. Together, we can lead, guide, and direct them to stand confidently in who God has called them to be. Grab your coffee, get comfy, let's get started. Happy Monday, Kingdom Mamas. I am so excited for y'all to hear from my girl, Kenzie. And you know what? She's right here, right beside me in Somerset, Kentucky, (laughs) real life. So Kenzie is my coach. We've been together for like, what, 55 weeks now? 55 weeks and counting. (laughs) 55 weeks and counting. Girl is my coach. She is amazing. She speaks life into me. She is my sister from another mister. Actually, I'm probably old enough to be her mom, but who's counting? (laughs) You are. (laughs) (laughs) Sister from another mister. I like that better. (laughs) All right. Kenz, can you tell me, well, a little bit about yourself? Yes. So, so fun that we're doing this, Trudy. It's so fun. We're in the same house. We were joking this morning that we just felt this morning that we need to record this podcast. And so stoked to see what God's going to bring out of it. But I'm from Louisiana, but I live in California. I live in Huntington Beach, California. It is beautiful there. Definitely different than what I was raised in, in the middle of the country in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And so I like to say I have the best of both worlds Mm -hmm. because I get to have both. I have a ocean and then I have a pond and so I just get to like swap and switch it up yeah so I was homeschooled and I moved away when I was 18 years old and started working in full-time ministry like right away didn't go to college um really didn't do anything that they say to do I kind of yes I love that about you Ken I did everything backward I'm just kind of like kind of girl where it's telling me what to do and I'll probably just take it and run in the opposite (laughs) direction and see what happens. I love adventure risk, but I was not always that way. Mm -hmm. And so I have a waffle business where I make gluten-free and vegan waffles. And then I coach women and organizations and people to help them step into their God-given dreams. And it is one of my favorite things to do. And she's amazing. I don't know if you guys can sense that already. (laughs) (laughs) But she's been here for a couple of days and my husband Tim's like, oh my gosh, she's so awesome. It's been so fun. Yeah. You can see the joy in her eyes and she just radiates God's love Mm -hmm. and her faithfulness and her obedience from such a young Mm -hmm. age has been just so cool to hear about your Mm -hmm. story and all the things. But before we get to that, how did we meet? 
How did we meet? How okay. did we meet? It's actually so funny. It was this time last year, around that time, mm-hmm. the there was a hurricane that had wiped out my hometown. So I went home to be with my family for a few months and they were staying in a camper trailer. I was staying at my grandma's house. I had no desk. And so I remember finding this little shelf in her closet and setting it up in my room. And I was like, literally like, I love creating atmosphere and space. And so I just tried to work with what I had in my grandma's spare bedroom. And we had a mutual friend who had told me about you and Mm -hmm. said you were in need of coaching. And I remember hopping on the zoom call with you Mm -hmm. and my little like put together shelf desk. <laughs> and you wouldn't have known. You would you not have known. known. I did not know that. And then I, I just learned that. COVID, and that was like the beginning stages of us getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, I've got to still coach this woman. I think I literally <laughs> showed up like a week after COVID on my little rogue desk. And here we are now I'm at your house. <laughs> she is. Which is crazy. And we had been talking about me coming for a while. And then I felt God telling me to move out of my house recently. And he sent me on this adventure. So in the past week, I've already been to Kansas city, Kentucky, (laughs) and I'm about to go to Louisiana Mm -hmm. and Europe. So I, God just placed me in Kentucky in the middle of my wild summer adventure. Yes. And you know what? I have to share this. Like last week, Ken's lost. She missed her flight and we're going back and forth. What do we do? Do we jump on this flight? It's not going to get into Lexington until what, like midnight Mm -hmm. and And I was like, well, maybe you should just go to Kansas city because you're going to be going to Kansas city. And she's like, no, Trudy, God gave me a word and I must follow that word. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, she is amazing. Like, no, God said this Trudy. So I have to follow through in obedience. And that was so cool. (laughs) I remember even like, that's so funny. Cause I remember thinking like so much of even my generation, we're always looking for the next best thing Mm -hmm. and really having a hard time, like keeping our word of what God said. And God is just always sending me on these paths where it's like, yeah, it would have been more fun to go to an event and be there to do ministry. And then I felt like God saying like, this is the ministry God called me to in this season. And like obedience doesn't always look like things that we might expect, but it's for the family. It's for the one it's like, go to Kentucky or go to Louisiana for a month. And at Mm -hmm. times I feel crazy, but God has just continued to really the past few years in my life, put me on these like assignments that we read in the Bible. Their lives weren't these like cookie cutter. I bet they didn't have like their calendar updated every like (laughs) week, you know, like, oh, this is what I'm doing this week. And my life is planned out. It was like, what is Holy Spirit saying? I'm going to do it, obey. And like, yes, I'm a planner, but it's like, I'm learning. And it's so funny because even being here in the past week, I've realized, you know, I'm never around kids. Like, why would I be? I'm 25 single. (laughs) I live in like a young adult community. And so it's been so crazy to realize parts of my heart coming alive. Mm -hmm. And that's why I believe in taking risks because you don't always know what your soul needs until you see it. And I didn't know how much I needed to like be placed in this environment (laughs) in Kentucky, surrounded by trees and kids and sports and all the things that God is speaking. And so it was so cool. Like yesterday we, we drove into the high school, the local high school and Ken said, I feel like I'm in a Hallmark movie. And I'm like, oh, Ken. You I, knew. <laughs> I haven't gone to a high school football game. I mean, I was homeschooled. And so I don't know if I've ever gone to high school, not football, but soccer game. Yeah. Ever. So, so well, welcome to Kentucky. We're glad I'm you're here. Glad to be here. <laughs> okay. So she's amazing, right? Right. <laughs> a, little, a little tangent we got on, but that's how I ended up in Kentucky. Yeah. So she's here and 
I want you to tell us a little bit about that upbringing because we just kind of talked about that a little bit and what, what was that like and how has that created who you are today? Yeah. So good. It's funny because yesterday Trudy had a teen girl over and she asked me, I was just trying to eat my carrots. And this girl's <laughs> like, so can you give me like the best advice for a teenager? And I was like, okay. And like, it was amazing. I was like, Whoa, we should have recorded that one. <laughs> I had so many things, but I think one of the things I said is like, start taking risks. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, and have a secret place. And Mm -hmm. I think those two things go hand in hand. And Mm -hmm. I would say my upbringing wasn't perfect. I have such a good relationship with my parents and Mm -hmm. I honor them so much. Um, But I was raised in a pretty religious home. Mm -hmm. And I think being young and like you're placed in these environments and you realize like, wow, my parents, their parents raised them a certain way. Now they're raising me a certain way. Mm -hmm. So the older I got, the more I realized and honored them of like, I believe like we should always, always honor and never talk about besides learning and growing from it. Mm -hmm. But I think that what the enemy meant for bad to place me in a religious home, Mm -hmm. because I've always been a strong like dreamer, like in my spirit, I felt the Holy Spirit when I was younger, just burning my heart for revival to preach. But I was in environments where women weren't allowed to preach. And so I was like, well, this is confusing. Like, God, you got to mess up here. (laughs) I wish you would have. I remember telling my dad, I wish God would have made me a man because Mm -hmm. I feel called to preach. And I didn't really know what my calling was Mm -hmm. because I thought my calling as a woman had to be tied to a man. Mm -hmm. And I thought in order to do ministry, I had to be married. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I'm 25. And if I would have still been waiting on marriage, I what would I have been doing this whole <laughs> right? time? You know? Yeah. And so growing up in a home um, that was kind of against that, it's like I, it just showed me, and even to all the moms out there, or like whatever way we, we raise our kids, like it's never perfect. But mm-hmm. I just believe God is so sovereign and in control. Yeah. And like He has a way, like He will bring your kids into their calling, no matter what happens, Mm -hmm. no matter if you are just realizing things about the way you're raising your kids and maybe they're teenagers and you're carrying regret for how you raised them when they were younger. It really and truly does not matter in the bigger scheme of Mm -hmm. things because the Lord will be faithful. Even when we are faithless, the Lord is faithful. And so the hand of God was just on my life. And I you know, I pressed into prayer at a young age and Mm -hmm. my heart remained tender. And I think it was really the secret place. Mm -hmm. And a big thing I believe in encouraging the youth of this generation is I was, you know, 15 years old and making prayer lists and staying up all night, crying my eyes out over my Mm -hmm. friends. And I wasn't on my phone. I didn't have TikTok. I couldn't have my phone in my room past 10 PM. Mm -hmm. That was the greatest rule my parents ever could have done yes. for me like yes. ever I'm like same yeah it's 10 o'clock me. the phones get put away they're away and so I'm like yeah. well what am I gonna do I'm gonna pray mm-hmm. and I pressed into prayer and I remember reading as probably 15 year old girl mark 11 24 whatever you ask in my name you will receive mm-hmm. and then it's crazy in that season I was believing God for a friend's salvation and it broke my heart and the verse after that talks about if you have anything against someone and if you do not forgive them, your father in heaven will not forgive you. And like, mm-hmm. he won't hear your prayer. Right. It's crazy. That moved me so much. I told my mom I had bitterness against a best friend that had done something against me that I asked her to drive me to the park to meet up with her so I could tell oh. her I forgave her. Oh my and it was like the level at which I was gripped with the love of God for this person that I was mm-hmm. like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Like, I'm not going to let bitterness or sin Mm -hmm. in my life. Like I just desired purity at any cost. And like, 
I remember throwing away one time, like things that don't really matter, you know, it's not to be legalistic, but even Mm -hmm. like music that wasn't honoring to God, I was like, I don't even desire this anymore. Mm -hmm. I just want to worship God. And being homeschooled, being from a small town, the Lord hid me. And I believe it was developing intimacy in the secret place where the Bible talks about, we could have wisdom beyond our years. Mm -hmm. And so I think you could be 16 years old, but literally have the wisdom of a 25 year old. Right. Yes. And I really believe that supernaturally happened to me where like, I thought way beyond my years. So then when I was 18, I had a clear vision of who I was. Mm -hmm. And by 17 is when I really stepped fully into like surrendering to God. He really broke religion off my life. I stepped away from a lot of the ways I was brought up and I encountered the Holy Spirit. And once I had like an encounter with the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. then everything came into alignment Mm -hmm. and my life was never the same after that. Like everything changed. But again, I look back and I was like, my upbringing still shaped who I am. And so God is just so, he's too big to let us mess up our life. No, yeah, absolutely. So whatever home we're raised in, whatever it looks like, perfect or imperfect, like wherever you live, location, like we can get so caught up Mm -hmm. in how to how to foster the perfect home. Right. But really, I just think the presence of God is everything. Absolutely. So do you think that mm-hmm. that big encounter with God was at 17 and 18? Or was did you have before. encounters before that to be in your secret place praying at 15? Like yes. God was within you at a young age. Yes. Like, do you ever remember not having him? I don't. Same. <laughs> like, I do believe that was like a big moment because there were things, even though I was maybe operating out of religion, mm-hmm. did God still use that? Yes. And my right. heart was pure, which you don't know, you don't know. Right. And so I didn't know there was more to God. And so when I was young, I do remember um, going, there was this Columbine shooting mm-hmm. and I, my parents took me to hear the family speak. And I went home that night and I wrote letters and I wrote, put them behind my, my, I hid them all over my room. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this letter and I was just, I was probably eight years old. And I was like, God, I hardly know anything about myself right now, but I know you mm-hmm. have a plan for my life yeah. and I will do great things. And I wrote this letter. Oh my goodness. It's so sweet. And then I traced out my hand because that's what she did when you know, she said yes. Right. She said yes to God yeah. And she had all these letters written. And I remember like, I want to like give my life to God in that right. way. So that yes. was a marker. And then when I was 11, I was at summer camp mm-hmm. and they had an altar call for fully surrendering. I was a believer, but fully surrendering your life to God and like mm-hmm. ministry. And I remember no one was going to the front because it's like 11 a.m. No one's emotions right. are even going, you know? It's just like, <laughs> we're just thinking about food. And my, my hand, I was like shaking. And I was like, oh. I have to go to the altar. Like God, I remember God just calling me and I'm like, this is all I'm after my whole life. Mm-hmm. I just want to be in ministry. I want to be used by God. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then fast forward when I was 17 is when I really started reading the book of Acts. I started reading uh, books on what does it look like to live as a follower of Jesus? And mm-hmm. that's when I realized I was carrying a lot of religious mindsets and right. holding from like, and the best way I thought about it, I heard a sermon of you step into your relationship with God and that's the first tree, but mm. you don't realize there's a forest behind that tree. Right. And so often we just like, we're a believer and then we surrender, but then we just kind of continue to live our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think ever since that moment, I've never stopped looking for the trees and my life has never stopped growing in the Holy Spirit because right. I just decided never to stop. And there's mm-hmm. things I'm learning every day. 
So yeah, I think encounters definitely, we have these milestone moments with the Lord, but then they're like always, like we always want more. Right. (laughs) So I think as moms who are listening, like how do we pray that for our children? How, how do we nurture that in our children that they have those big Holy Spirit moments? I mean, of course we can't control that. And the helicopter mom and me wants to control that, but just continue praying over them. I think because I would say control, especially for strong-willed. I was very strong-willed and so my parents probably very rebellious, but it was Mm -hmm. actually that strong-willedness. And so I think it's so (laughs) intuitive to know I'm not a parent, so I know I can't speak into this, but just from a child's perspective, knowing my personality was strong-willed to try to put more rules on me Mm -hmm. just absolutely would not have worked. Right. Like I thrive in freedom. Give Mm -hmm. me space and I will want to honor you to the grave. But it's like, (laughs) try to put rules on me and I'm just like, oh Lord, like, no. Like I remember getting so mad when my mom would tell me to read my Bible because Mm -hmm. in my spirit, even though I was young, I knew if you, if you're trying to make me, I don't want to do it because I have to, because then it's not going to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. And I remember literally having that thought as like a little girl. Right. And so kids are knowledgeable. They know. Mm -hmm. And and I mean, just think of us as adults. If your boss is always forcing you to do something right. eventually. And so it takes real strength and reliance on the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to like, let the Lord lead by yeah. praying and then guiding. Cause I believe my mom prayed so much for mm-hmm. me to have, she prayed wisdom over me in my whole life. And I, I've seen that. So I've seen the hand of God, like literally provide supernatural wisdom when I was a young age. Yeah. And then she always prayed for friendships mm-hmm. and I didn't really have friendships in my life until I was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. So just think she probably prayed that all my teenage years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nothing, nothing happened. And now I'm nothing. like, I have hundreds of friends I've got people friends all over the world like Mm -hmm. literally in the nations I'm like living in a fulfillment like an open heaven of things that my mom prayed for Mm -hmm. and it is blows my mind and so I would have faith to know that it's like faith is blind you can't see it but you know it in your heart and so you have to pray just knowing it's already happened yeah just because you haven't seen it yet yeah because I'm a picture of it (laughs) (laughs) those prayers and I would also add to that my mom was very like, I remember she was very secure in herself or at least like never doubted who she was. Mm-hmm. And so it made me never think to doubt myself. Yeah. And she would write like scriptures on my mirror when I would like have fear of man. Mm-hmm. And she would just always speak life over me mm-hmm. and help me when I was worried. I vividly remember being like, a teenager and her sitting me down at the kitchen counter and said, you're about to make a list of everything you're worried about. And we're going to like see it. And then we're going to give it to God. Mm -hmm. And then I did a brain detox by Dr. Caroline Lee, Mm -hmm. which helped me train my brain and thoughts. And so I just think personally, sometimes we like water down things too much for kids when there is no, like they say, there's no junior Holy Spirit. Right. So why not put a 15 year old through a brain detox and teach them (laughs) the power of mind? Like, yeah. Why not? Why wait until they're older when you can help them live in freedom? And it's so second nature now to me. Like, yeah, I feel very like adaptable and my mindsets of easily to get over things. Mm -hmm. And so it's just saved me a lot of time being able to know the power of my mind yeah absolutely and you can still sign up for the 21 day detox that's definitely a thing and I've done that too it's (laughs) so so good good. yeah I'm like Kenzie my brain is head funky what can I do she said go do a brain Brain detox detox. with Dr. Caroline Leaf so I want to commend you Ken 
because growing up, well, obviously you're amazing, but growing up in a home that's very religious like that, you know, I think some, some kids or some teenagers just go the opposite direction, but no, you leaned in and that speaks to your mom too and her faithfulness yeah like I'm praying over this child mm-hmm. and God has a hold of her like none other and he is taking her places and while that direction might look different from the way that they're living you know it's it's just it speaks to the power of prayer yeah in your home in so. unity I think a big mm-hmm. thing I had and it's hard when like maybe as a teenager listening our parent, it's like that awkward, like, okay, you're a teenager. It's probably awkward as a mom. Cause it's like, then your teenager almost is like growing up in a different era. They might yeah. be encountering God in different ways that right. their parents yet have. Mm-hmm. And so they're experiencing this and then they're feeling like, well, why wasn't I taught this and right. like easily, but that it's recognizing the enemy's like playground yes. yeah. and then really asking yourself, like, do you really want the enemy to set you against your family? Like, do you really yeah. want bitterness to come against your parents? And one thing that helps is to ask God, like how he sees your parents, how does yeah. he see your children mm-hmm. right now? Because they are literally God's children more than your parents like you're gonna live eternity with these people like they're the covenant people God placed in your life yeah and so I just remember even though my dad said those words to me you're not like you can't preach Mm -hmm. well he's been at every sermon what I'm not every but like he's been at so many like he's the first Mm -hmm. one to come to like hear me preach cheer Mm -hmm. me on and so if I would have just totally repulsed not that I handled the whole situation perfectly but again I didn't let we can honor without disrespecting it. Yes. I honor, but I still follow the call of God on my life. Right. Still honor my parents, mm-hmm. moved away, call my parents all the time. Yes. I still like fight for relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, like we don't want to like go on with like our futures and like pursue our dreams and pursue our calling, have bitterness, and then just be like, oh, I'm better now. And mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to pursue relationship with family. I just believe like family is like when we pursue family and fight for that, like God will so honor like yes. our lives. And yes. so that's just like something I'm really passionate about is like as teenagers, you have to see your parents. It's like yeah. they're doing the best they can and like take the pressure off because one day we're going to be in that situation. <laughs> right. And- well, that's very mature though. That That's a whole level of maturity. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's definitely, if God is within, then that's yeah. something that he- It goes back to wisdom. Like yeah. God can give wisdom to teenagers mm-hmm. and like, what would it look like for our generations to really honor one another mm-hmm. and like speak life because it's yeah. biblical. And so what does it just look like to be kingdom-minded mm-hmm. as a teenager, as a parent together yes. in healthy communication? And mm-hmm. so- over the years, we've just learned as a family, like really healthy communication. And maybe like as a mom or dad and kids, like that might not be normal and how you were raised mm-hmm. as a parent, but you have to fight for it anyways. It's yeah. non-negotiable. You have to just sit in the living room, pull out the can of worms <laughs> and say, here it is. This is why, mm-hmm. and let each person talk. And me yeah. and my parents have had a lot of those conversations of, hey, the way you raised me and the way you didn't like fight for me mm-hmm. in this, like made me feel sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How were you raised and how did that affect how you raised me? Right. Okay, wow. Like you didn't get that. Now you're feeling this. You didn't mean to hurt me. Right. It breaks the walls down. Yes. And then you're like, oh my goodness, I love you so much. And then you just like walk away with like a level of love and honor for your family. Yeah. And so I don't know how we got on this, but I think that is <laughs> that's a very important thing. It is. Share. That brings understanding and takes away that bitterness and resentment yeah. you could hold on for a lifetime because let's face it. I think some people do, yeah. you know, 
It's like, don't wait until your kids are 18 or 25 and they're raising kids and you're dealing with all these problems to have to like have it consistently have conversation and ask the hard questions. Mm -hmm. It's only hard for a moment. Yeah. No one wants to do it. You you don't (laughs) want to sit there and be like, oh, we have to talk about this. But then you do it and you're like, wow, I feel so free. I feel a ton of bricks lifted off of me. Right. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Good piece of negative advice. Okay. So you guys have learned about Kenzie and we've talked about her upbringing and all the good things and how she got here and where we're going. And we're going to do a four-part series on my book, Reclaim Her Heart. And Kenzie is going to be coming at it. She's kind of borderline millennial Gen Z. Z. You're Gen Z. I I think I was born in 96 and I think the cutoff, I think Gen Z is 97 and is it not? Yeah. So one of those, one of those. Yeah. So so different perspectives. (laughs) So we're having Gen Z mama talks and how we help navigate all of this, this confusing, noisy world, the messaging that is coming at our children. So is there anything else you'd like to add before we head out today? Yeah. I just want to speak over this series. I really believe it's going to simplify things. I Mm -hmm. really believe we're actually breaking ground in cultural differences and like those, just like the mother, daughter, teenage, like those things. And I think we're really going to bring simplicity through hearing, like, just take this as you're listening as a prophetic picture for your life and grab hold of every testimony that we're speaking of and knowing like, this is for you. Mm -hmm. This will be the testimony of your children. Like your children will walk in the fullness of God. and like Mm -hmm. the hand of God will be on their life and things are about to start breaking and so I just really feel the Holy Spirit on this series that he's really going to break open the ground Mm -hmm. and it's going to be simple but it's going to take really leaning in and trusting and like having faith to believe like where you are right now is not where you have to be a month from now right one conversation at a time one prayer at a time Mm -hmm. yes I'm excited to join you. So good, so good. All right, Kingdom Mamas, be sure to tune in next week when we talk about how to reclaim her heart and set relationship goals. Until next time, Kingdom Mamas, have a great week. Hey, Mama, before you go, will you do me a favor? If you found this podcast encouraging and valuable, would you please head over to iTunes? Leave a review and subscribe to the show. Also, I'd love to connect with you. I can be found on social at Trudy underscore Lineski. Until next time, sweet girl, stand confidently in your calling. You are the mom for the job.